Happy Tuesday. This is the Geeky Rose Shots, and I am Jillian. Um, I just want to get some, like, housekeeping things out of the way. So I'm very grateful to everybody who's been listening to the podcast via Anchor or Spotify or Google, Stitcher, however you guys were listening to it. But I'm super excited because last week I got accepted by Apple. So now you guys can subscribe and leave comments and reviews on Apple, on iTunes. And I am just thrilled that I can maybe get more of an audience and you all can chat with me and it would be really great if you guys could like rate the podcast and write reviews like I'm not I really don't care if you give a review I'm not one of those people who does that on my own so if you just could rate it and subscribe that would be great I would love it so much um I was just it it's been a process I I may have really screwed up the whole Apple thing sooner so but whatever it's on there now you all can listen to it on your iPhone through iTunes and yay um very excited about that so um let's get started with what I'm going to talk about it might be a shorter episode I don't know we'll see um so it was funny last week when I was talking about the TV schedule I totally forgot that CBS has two had two comedies that started last Monday, um, The Neighborhood and Happy Together, and it's also funny because I was going to watch both of them, and I just totally blanked when talking about it on here. So I watched both of them, um, The Neighborhood. It's funny, I didn't watch New Girl, but I do enjoy Max Greenfield basically because of how of his character, the character of Leo on Veronica Mars. Um, and I love Beth Bears and Cedric the Entertainer. You know, like, it's good. It's a really good cast. Um, it was okay. It was a little weird. I think that it's um, kind of trying too hard with the differences of, like, the races and everything like that. And again, I think I say this all the time. I think that Superior Donuts really did a great job with that type of thing. And it's making me sad that CBS canceled it, especially now watching The Neighborhood and being like, oh, but Superior Donuts actually succeeded in doing all this type of stuff. So we'll see. I did giggle a few times. Um, It's just, it seems very awkward right now. So hopefully they can get into the groove or... It'll get canceled because on this it's on CBS and they don't really have a great track record. Um, uh, then next up was Happy Together, which actually I thought hadn't been getting good re- reviews, but it turns out it was getting good reviews. Um, I love Damon Wayans Jr. from Happy Endings, and um, the whole like premise is basically like that an accountant who works for a rock star, the rock star then comes to his house to live with him. And it's like actually based on a true story where Harry Styles lived in his like accountant's attic or something like completely crazy. Um, so the premise is kind of a little out there, but apparently true. And I laughed so much during this episode. So that's why I was actually like, wait, people didn't like this. And then I found out that people did like it. It's just that it actually didn't get really high ratings. Um, so I definitely happy together better than the neighborhood, but we'll see. <laughs> Again, CBS with new, especially newer comedies, I feel like they, you have to really like break out for them to actually care about you. So yeah, I'm, I just, I, I really love David Wayans Jr. And I wish he could get more success. And I really like the, the actress playing his wife. I'm so I feel terrible that I didn't actually look up her name. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> New CBS comedies. Um, 
What else? So Fall TV, the only other show that I wound up watching that premiered last week was Will and Grace. Um, I've been a fan of Will and Grace since it started. Probably not, actually, because I was like 11. But like I, I always kind of watched it, and I remember watching it more in high school, and I distinctly remember watching the finale, the series finale, and hating it. It's probably on my list of worst finales ever. Um, but when it came back last year, I was excited and I really enjoyed it for, um, I, it felt like a warm blanket every time I watched it. Like I, I just felt very comfortable watching it and I don't know if it's just because the cast is still so great after all these years, you can really tell that they're really good friends and like, even though they completely ignored the finale and then, like, brought some characters back but, like, changed the stories. Like, I personally was a huge fan of Will and um, Vince, Bobby Cannavale's character. So when they had Bobby Cannavale come back and getting married to someone else, it actually hurt a lot. And the fact that they were kind of pushing Will and Jack to be together, which in my mind is so weird because, no... They just don't work. Like, I, I don't understand. I know that they did it a few times. I feel like they did it a few times during the original series, too. But they were, like, really seemed like they were pushing it last season. And I was like, what is this? Like, where is this coming from? Why is this happening? But the first episode didn't seem to be doing that, which was good. Um, but the first episode did have David Schwimmer on it. And um, so I love Friends. Ross is my least favorite friend, but unlike like a whole How I Met Your Mother situation where like I can't distinguish between Ted Mosby and Josh Radner, I can totally distinguish between David Swimmer and Ross, but also I didn't, I never like outwardly hated Ross. Like it's just every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, Ross is the worst. But like Ross had some really like funny moments and stuff. So I, I like David Swimmer and I actually think that he and Deborah Messing really worked well together. And his character is a lot of fun. It's like, he's sort of Ross-esque, but not totally. And yeah, I'm glad he's sticking around for a little bit. I'm not entirely sure how long, but um, yeah. And they just keep getting crazy guest stars. I know like Matt Bomer is going to be on it, Adam Rapone. So <sighs> Will and Grace, my, my warm blanket show. <laughs> um, let's see what else happened. Sunday, we had some premieres. Um, channels ABC had Dancing with Stars Juniors, which I'm going to check out because I'm psycho and I like little kids dancing. I love like I, baby pros are gonna like kill me, <laughs> kill me. Um, I wasn't entirely thrilled with the cast, but you know they're children, so like I was really not thrilled to see Honey Boo Boo and Trip Palin on the list. But I was like, whatever, they could possibly get kicked off really early, and then we'll actually get the decent dancers or like. Baby Gamora is there and like Stevie Wonder's son and I think Scottie Pippen's daughter. So I'm like, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be a different kind of show and it's already filmed. So it's whatever. If I find out who gets, who wins, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, how dare you? Um, but yeah, I'm going to check that out because I'm psycho and I love Dancing with the Stars <laughs> and seeing little baby pros is kind of adorable. Um, there was also, let's see what else happened. Oh, Madam Secretary returned on Sunday and they had, um, Hillary Clinton on it with Colin Powell and Madeline Albright. Um, let me just go through in my head again. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, they, there was a new show on Disney Channel that premiered, 
on Sunday called Star Wars Resistance, which I'm going to check out. It's um, not in the same style as Clone Wars and Rebels, which I think it's pissing off a lot of people, but it's, and it's also takes place after Return of the Jedi closer to Force Awakens because Poe is a character and Oscar Isaac is actually doing the voice. Yay! BB-8's in it too, um, and along with some other characters. Uh, I'm going to check it out. It's probably going to be part of my journey to episode 9 um, blog series, so I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to put the review up immediately or if I'm going to hold it back to once I actually hit that time period in my journey. So we'll see. Whatever. Maybe I'll talk about it next week or not next week, <laughs> in two weeks. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. They had a photo op at New York Comic Con that I kind of wish I had gotten to do because it was cute. Um, and also Doctor Who came back and it is amazing because we're finally up to the 13th Doctor and it is a woman and it's Jodie Whittaker and I love her from Broadchurch and I'm super behind on Doctor Who. I'm still on 10. I, I think I'm up to Donna as his companion which, you know, I know how much, how good friends David Tennant and, um, Catherine Tate are. So, <laughs> Catherine Tate actually did a voice on DuckTales, too. <laughs> um, so I'm super behind, and I kept being like, should I just watch it? Should I just watch it? But I wound up not, so I, I always know what happens on Doctor Who anyway. Whatever. One day. One day I'll have all the time in the world with a time turner or something to just watch all of the TV shows I want to watch. Um, so let's get back into this week of new premieres. So I think Monday nights are now set. Everybody, every premiere, every show is back where they should be. Um, tonight, The Flash and Black Lightning come back and I'm... I'm very looking forward to both of those. Um, tomorrow we have Riverdale <laughs> and uh, a new show on the CW called All American. See, the CW is back now, guys. Yay! Um, what else? I feel like there's another show starting. No, I'm wrong. <sighs> My head. Uh, Thursday, I know Supernatural is coming back for like the 20 billionth season. Um, and Friday is when Dynasty and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend come back, and I'm ready, ready for both of those to return. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. Those are the premieres this week. Um, since I'm not going to be here next week, let's just try to do a little bit of next week. So, like I said, the CW is kind of back this week, so within the next two weeks. So Sunday, they're actually coming back with Sundays on the CW. I remember actually WB used to have Sunday programming. And then when the CW, they kind of didn't know what to do. And they did it at one point and it was a huge failure. So they just were like, we're not going to show anything on Sundays. It's fine. But now they're doing Sundays again with Supergirl and um, the new Charmed, which I'm, I loved the original Charmed, but I'm re I am, I am looking forward to the new one because I think that them being Latinas and also that we're now in a totally new environment for women. I think that it should be really, really interesting. Um, Arrow comes back next Monday. Um, next Tuesday is when the ABC Tuesday comedy block comes back. So it's going to be, I'm totally going to butcher the order of it, 
But Blackish is back. The Connors, which ooh, is Roseanne without Roseanne. Um, if you're into that. Uh, splitting up together. I'm blanking on the fourth one. Oh, The Kids Are All Right. The new show about like the Irish family in the 70s or 80s. Uh, and then Nathan Fillion's new show, The Rookie, comes on next Tuesday. So that should be fun. Um, yeah. So I think that's it with TV update from Jillian. Woohoo! Uh, let's see. Next up, I want to talk about. So last week I was watching um, You've Got Mail. I I watched it a lot. No, I actually hadn't watched it in a really long time. Um, it's one of my favorite 90s movies, though. Probably one of my favorite Nora Ephron movies, too. I mean, when Harry Met Sally is clearly number one. And I love You've Got Mail more than Sleepless in Seattle. Um, but yeah, like, You've Got Mail is just, it's such a perfect movie to watch during the fall. And it, like, starts off with that great, like, line about, like, don't you just love New York in the fall? And, like, I do. I'm over New York right now, but I do love New York in the fall. It is pretty perfect. Um, I just, I love that movie. It's so sweet. <laughs> and like, it's got some great Nora Ephron lines. It was kind of what I needed. But also like, it's funny because so many people have been like going after it lately, kind of like, oh, you know, Shop Around the Corner would have totally survived now because, like, the big box stores are all going out of business, but the mom and pop stores are coming back. And I'm with you. I would have loved to go to the Shop Around the Corner. However, one thing that kept sticking out to me when I was watching it was that Kathleen Kelly goes to Starbucks, like, every day, and no one was ragging on her for that. Like, no one was like, really? You're not going to go to, a, like, a cute little coffee shop in the area? You're going to go to the Starbucks? I don't know. I I personally don't care about stuff like that, but I was just like, wait a minute. How is no one going after the character of Kathleen Kelly for drinking Starbucks every day? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things in Jillian's head. Uh, after I watched that, I started to watch, so I was trying to pick another Netflix show to watch, and the next one that came up on my list was Bojack Horseman, which I had added to my list re rather recently, because I kept hearing how good it was, and it was a really good depiction of mental illness, and um, all that kind of stuff, and I think it had just come back for its fifth season, so that's probably why it was higher on my list than it normally is. Um, I watched the first episode. I wasn't that impressed. I actually, so then I like looked it up because everybody has been talking about Bojack so much. And the first half of the first season apparently was not well received. It took a while for people to get into it. And I just, I don't know. I, I wasn't thrilled with the animation. Uh, Will Arnett's great, obviously. It just seemed too weird for me. And also, like, he just seemed very selfish. And again, I understand he has mental illness, but I, I don't know. I was like, okay, I'm done after the first episode. I was like, maybe one day. This would basically be with Shameless as well. I was like, maybe one day I'll check it out. So I then decided to go to the next show on my list, which was Maniac. I haven't actually finished the first episode yet. I'm somewhat enjoying it. It is kind of the the world is kind of like looks like Blade Runner, 
but it's not, and I know it's not, but I also am really curious at what's going on with Jonah Hill's character, also what's going on with Emma Stone's character, so hopefully I'll get to finish that, at least the first episode or some episodes before I go away on Friday, but I was more interested in that than I was with BoJack Horseman, and this, it's a limited series too, so, and I've heard really great things about it, so Maniac, that's what I'm currently watching, um next up so last wednesday i had to go into the city to pick up a pass for new york comic-con and then when i came home i had an email from um, this screening service called gofobo saying that there was a screening of bad times at the el royale at a local theater that night and bad times at the el royale kind of came out of nowhere (laughs) All of a sudden, Chris Hemsworth was talking about his new movie, and I was like, what is this? And then I know most of my, like, film websites were talking about it. We were all just like, what is it? What's going on? When did this happen? And then I started seeing some trailers and stuff, and it was, it's an ensemble movie, and it just, like, really looked, like, up my alley, but it was coming out the same weekend I was going away. And I was like, oh no, you just, like if it doesn't do well, then I probably can't see it. It's going to be very frustrating. So I like jumped at the opportunity, not actually reading the fine print that said that I sh- needed to be a college student. But it's fine. I got in anyway. It's fine. Um, so I'm going to just say I'm not going to tell you a lot about it because not knowing a lot is actually really good for you. There is a hotel in uh, that straddles Nevada and California called the El Royale. It used to be a really big like place for the Rat Pack and like a bunch of the old stars in the 60s. And then they lost their gambling license. So it's kind of become run down and whatever. However, one night, a vacuum cleaner salesman played by John Hamm, a priest played by Jeff Bridges, and a singer, played by Cynthia Erivo, come by, and everyone has secrets. And then Dakota Johnson comes in, and they all kind of meet each other and then go their separate ways. And then it's told in, like, segments, and it all comes together. And Chris Hemsworth plays a cult leader, kind of similar to Charles Manson. And it's, it's very slow. I'm not going to lie. It is like slow burn definition. It's so slow, but it's really good. It's also possibly 20 minutes too long, but I loved it. I thought the set design was great. The cast was incredible. Chris Hemsworth playing completely out of the box, like so out of his realm of expertise, but does it so well. I actually would think that it's kind of like similar to how John Hamm's character was in Baby Driver because it's just something like you don't see from them and I I just really liked it. Drew Goddard really nailed it and there's so many good songs on there. Cynthia Rebo sings a bunch on it. Um, so yeah, if you like like slow burn thrillers, go see Bad Times at the El Royale this weekend. You won't regret it. All right. I hope you won't regret it. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I think the final thing on my list is, um, well, I, I was asked if I was going to talk about New York Comic Con. 
And I said, no, I was going to do a blog post because I had took a lot of pictures and I took a lot of notes, but then I wound up not really using my notes because I don't really know how to like structure things very well. I think if I had actually like done a different post for each thing, I would have used all of my notes. So I kind of just did a recap of the whole weekend with some pictures and some like insights from the panels and stuff. Basically what I did all weekend, so I was only there on Thursday and Saturday to actually experience the con. On Friday, I was working the con. Um, Thursday, I went to three panels, Chris Child, Shira, and Women of the Galaxy, and it was a blast. And then Saturday, I spent the entire day in Madison Square Garden because they had the most panels. Uh, there were three. Pretty much I was interested in all of them, but I'd actually only seen or was going to see about three of them. So it started off with Good Omens, um, that's premiering on Amazon Prime next year. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which comes out in December. Then we had Daredevil Season 3, which I haven't seen a single episode of Daredevil, but I did go to the very first panel of New York Comic Con for Daredevil. So does that give me any brownie points for me not actually watching Daredevil yet? No? Sorry. I want to. <laughs> I really want to after watching that panel, but then I was like, oh crap, I literally have to watch everything. Like, it's not just watching Daredevil. I have to watch all of the lead up to the Defenders and the Defenders to actually understand what's happening on Daredevil season three. This is great. <laughs> so instead of just having to watch two seasons of Daredevil, I now have to watch two seasons of Daredevil, two seasons of Jessica Jones, or maybe not. Defenders took place before season two of Jessica Jones, didn't it? Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. Whatever. I have a lot of shows to watch before I can actually watch season three of Daredevil. But I'm really excited to look... I'm really looking forward to actually watching Daredevil season three because they introduced one of my favorite villains from Daredevil. Um, and then there was the Star Trek Discovery panel, which I would totally watch if I actually wanted to pay for CBS on All Access, which I don't. So, sorry. Um... Because I, I do love Star Trek, and having a new Star Trek show is pretty awesome. And I did watch the first episode, and it was a little different, and I heard that the whole season... Like, I know what happens, because I'm me. So I know what happens in the first season, and it all sounds really awesome. And then, I mean, I heard that it was difficult for people to kind of watch it. But this season sounds awesome, because they're getting most of the like some of the original characters back like Pike's coming and Spock and I'm like okay people I know people I love um so Star Trek Discovery there's the other one and then finally it, the whole reason I actually bought a pass to Comic-Con the whole reason I planned my whole weekend and everything like that was because there was an Outlander panel coming to Comic-Con and I am a huge Outlander fan. Uh, it's been a really long drought, Lander, guys. And we got to see the first episode of season four. Did I say that we got to... Hold on. Back up. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We got to see the first 35 minutes of the movie. And it looks incredible. Fast forward again. Outlander, we got to see the season four premiere like a month early, which was so awesome. And to be able to see it with a bunch of fans was great. Um, and then having the panel with Sam and Kat. And, and uh, uh, 
I love it so much. So again, if you want to see my full kind of New York Comic Con recap, it is on my blog. Right now, I posted it before I started to record. Um, there are some pictures. If you want more pictures, comment. I'll post more, depending. Or if you want more information, ask me questions. It's fine. I will try to answer as many as possible. Like I said, I took very detailed notes. I'm pretty sure people sitting next to me thought I was crazy in all of the battles. Um, so yeah, New York Comic Con. Aside from that, like I, it's still not my favorite con. It's still not my favorite con, like at all. There are so many like logistical things that still need to be fixed, and they've made some things better. But then there's other things where I'm like, really, why are you like this? Anyway, uh, so that was my, that was Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, basically. Like I said, Friday, I was working a booth. Um, Sunday, though, I, I never, I, I used to go, but then I stopped going, and it, it's kids' day, so it's, like, extra crowded, and it's annoying. I mean, I think, then they had some good panels, but again, I didn't have a pass, so I wouldn't have gone. Um, but it was fine because I had Elsie Fest that night. Um, Elsie Fest is a kind of a Broadway festival. It is. It was the fourth year doing it. Darren Chris started it four years ago. Um, it has now had three different venues. Um, the first year it was at like Pier 97 and it was, <laughs> the lineup was great. It was just kind of a nightmare if you wanted to eat anything because they ran out of food really fast and it was kind of miserable. Um, so then the next year, they moved it to Coney Island Amphitheater, and the lineup didn't thrill me, but I actually still think that that is my favorite Elsie Fest. I had such a good time. There were actual seats. There was food. I got upgraded to VIP because there was no one in the back where I was, um, and I, I wound up enjoying myself way more than I expected to. And I'm really glad I went, wound up going. Last year, again, not thrilled with the lineup, but just went. It was at Central Park. They ran out of food again. <laughs> um, but again, it was, it was pretty good. And so then this year they announced it. And off the bat, I was super psyched because Sutton Foster and Joshua Henry were going. And I love them. And... Darren Chris is always solid performing wise. So I was just like, okay, I'll go again. Like, it's fine. It was bizarrely chill, like, the entire time. Like, they were, everybody was doing, like, really, like, acoustic sounding sets. Like, Alex Newell came out and, like, really rocked it. Like, he came out to Boogie Shoes. Like, he, he definitely was probably, like, the most upbeat one until Darren. And then they they were, like, introducing, like, new stuff. So there's this new movie musical coming out called Anna and the Apocalypse. So they had the cast come out and perform two songs from that. And it looks fun. Like, I'm not a big zombie person, but I will 100% be seeing that movie because it looks like a fun zombie movie and I can do fun zombie movies. Um, then Joshua Henry came out. And again, like, he was just very, like, acoustic and it was fine because he's such a great singer. But I just like, I was like, why is everything so like low energy? It was, again, I'm bizarre. He then sang like Let It Sing from Violet, which was all I really wanted, to be honest. 
And that was great. That really like pumped everybody up. But I was disappointed he didn't do any songs from last five years, which he did a concert performance with Cynthia Erivo a few years ago. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, then they had a little segment for the new Broadway musical coming, The Prom. And The Proms is about like, obviously a prom, but two gay students want to go and they are told they can't. So that's, so like it has like, you know, a good message and stuff. The songs are kind of cute. I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to see it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to criticize it or anything. It looks, it looks definitely decent. Um, then it was Sutton. And again, just very like acoustic sounding. She didn't do any songs from Anything Goes or um, Violet. She wound up singing songs from Thoroughly Modern Millie, which I unfortunately have not seen. That's why, like, I was like, she she kept saying she didn't introduce all of the songs like with where they were from or anything. There was one she did, and like. The last song she did was from Thoroughly Modern Mill, and the only reason I, like, had to look it up was because people actually knew the words, so I was like, okay, this is probably just from a musical. I don't know, and it was because it was from Millie. Um, so, yeah, it was just, again, just very low energy, and again, and she's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Her voice is insane. I love her so much, and she made a younger joke, which was cute. Um, then after that, there was the another preview for another show this one was started off broadway and now coming to broadway it's called be more chill i hear it's very like kind of teen based and i think i liked their performances best i've also heard like more more amazing things about this show than i have the other uh than the prom so if i am living here and can get tickets i will probably do so but who knows what's going to happen. And then finally it was Darren set and Darren always really kills it. Um, but again, it was just weird. He like didn't do some of the songs he normally does. He did do new songs though. Like hearing him do don't stop me now by queen was amazing, especially because it came after seeing a Bohemian Rhapsody trailer. So I got really excited thinking Rami Malek was there. He was not. Um, (laughs) So yeah, like Darren, Darren always, so he does his songs, but he also brings out guests. Like he always does, like, that's where like most of the special guests come in. So he had Casey Cott being introduced by his brother, Corey Cott. I wish Corey Cott had sang. Thank you very much. But Casey Cott is on Riverdale and he did really good. Like he did um, What About Us by Pink. And then he did a Greatest Showman medley. He did every song from Greatest Showman. (laughs) It was insane. Um, So that was good. And then, let's see, who else did he come out with? Who else did Darren come out with? Darren always sings One Fine Day. And he does the Natalie Merchant version versus the Carole King version. And I love the Natalie Merchant version. The fact that I cannot get that on iTunes still pisses me off. Um, Darren brought out, he brought out Grant Gustin. He did a song from Dear Evan Hansen with Grant Gustin, I think Will Rowland, because Will Rowland is in Be More Chill. So they did a song from Dear Evan Hansen, and then Grant just did his song, the song that from the Flash Supergirl crossover musical, Running Home to You, which is beautiful. So happy to see that live. Um, Darren brought out Jody Benson 
who is the voice of Ariel, and she sang part of our part of your world. Uh, this is what Darren does to me, though. Like at the Coney Island one two years ago, he brought out um, Liz Calloway, who is the singing voice of Anastasia, and so the two of them did Journey to the Past, and that was incredible. And now I've seen Liz Calloway twice because she did the Broadway Princess Party in June with Christy Altamare, who is Anastasia on Broadway. Um, so yeah, seeing Jody Benson was pretty awesome. Last year he had, um, I can never pronounce her name, the voice of Moana. I'm so bad. I need to learn how to pronounce her name. Um, so yeah, he always said, he always has like a Disney thing happening. And the first year had Leah Salonga. So they did a whole new world. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so we had Jody Benson come out. He had Matthew Morrison from Glee. And so his buddy from Glee come out. And I'm, because of Glee, I've kind of like really gotten lukewarm on Matthew Morrison. But then he really nailed it. He did a hairspray medley. And that made me very happy because even though I really, he didn't do Run and Tell That, which is probably my favorite song from Hairspray. So that was a little disappointing. But I mean, it's not. Link's song, but he was doing everyone's songs. He did Tracy's songs. He did Motor Motormouth Mabel's song. Like he was doing everyone's songs. But it, yeah, it was really cool. And he really can dance, guys. I was actually when he was coming out, I was like, please don't rap, please don't rap, please don't rap, <laughs> because no one wants to hear him rap anymore after Glee. <laughs> um, who else did Darren bring out? He brought out. So he had. Oh, okay, wait. First, I'm going to just do the scheduled ones, and then I guess I'll do the non-unscheduled ones. So, finally, he brought out Rufus Wainwright. Ooh, I like. I'm not super familiar with most of his work. I have, I think, two of his songs, and one of them is a cover of Across the Universe. So, I was really hoping he would do that, and then he didn't. It's fine, because he did a cover of Tomorrow from Annie, which Annie's not my favorite musical, in the slightest, but it was a really beautiful cover. And yeah, Rufus is really great. He had a very sparkly jacket on. Um, so then also Darren brought out two unscheduled guests. So the first one was Zachary Levi, who came over from Comic-Con, and the two of them did Fly Me to the Moon, and that was great. Um, I'm not the hugest Zachary Levi fan, I used to be, and then things changed. Um, oh, whatever. I know every. I know people love him. Kim loves him, but yeah, I, I will give him props. The Fly Me to the Moon was great. Um, and then he, Darren, has done. I think a few times he does like an acoustic version of Brotherhood of Man from How to Succeed, which he did on Broadway. And he's like, hmm, you know, I wasn't the only one to do this on Broadway. And I was like, oh my God, is it Dan or Nick? So Daniel Radcliffe starred in the revival first and then Darren took over from him and then Nick replaced Darren. And Dan is here doing another play. But I think that Sunday is actually probably a performance night because it's not actually open yet. So obviously it was not Dan or Radcliffe. But it was Nick Jonas, and that was pretty cool to see two um, J. Pierpont's Finch, Finches on stage together singing Brotherhood of Man. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think what other songs did Darren even sing? It was it was really bizarre. Like there were so like some girl, my friend who I was with, and then another girl mentioned that they were disappointed that he didn't sing Cabaret again because he always sings Cabaret because of Elsie is mentioned because is the roommate in the song Cabaret. So it was a little weird to not hear that. He ended it with like a medley of artists who have had, who've performed. It's so weird how to describe it. Artists who have had songs written by them on Broadway. So like started with Paul Simon. He did Green Day and Donna Summer and Cher and he ended with Bruce Springsteen because Bruce Springsteen is just taking over the Walter Care for who knows much how much longer. Um, so yeah, it was it was just it was really bizarre. I don't know why it was just so low energy this year. It's a little. It was just weird. It was weird. I like I kind of just can't get like the the feeling out that it was just a really weird show this year, and I don't know why. <sighs> I don't know. I always, I do always have a good time at it though. So I guess that's all that matters. I had a good time at Elsie Fest, guys, <laughs> despite my somewhat complaining. <laughs> um, all right. So I think that's it for this episode. Um, reminder, there will not be an episode next week at all because I'm going to Disney World on Friday and I'm super excited. Um, I get to go to Food and Wine Festival, which I've never been to before. I usually only go to Disney World um, in the spring pretty much has been the past few years has basically been in spring and i'm going to go to mickey's not so scary halloween party which again also never been because i don't go there during these times of year um very looking forward to that as well and eating all the food and getting to experience pandora and toy story land and seeing uh galaxy's edge construction it is not finished at all but apparently on slinky dog you can see construction so yay um so i will see you guys in two weeks um seriously uh subscribe leave me a comment put rate me tweet me at the geek bros follow me on the geeky rose at on uh, instagram and i will talk to you guys soon bye